This week on the Redeemed Marriage Podcast, we're going to be doing a little bit of a follow-up from last week's episode, and we're going to talk a little bit about just moving beyond the hurt, and specifically as it relates to our physical relationship, but there's going to be some also some good discussion in here just about moving on from the hurt in your marriage, so stay tuned. Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are Rusty and Heather Bryant, and uh, glad to be back with you for another marriage topic. And uh, hey, we know we keep promising this whole rebrand thing. (laughs) It's coming. And my goodness, uh, we're just waiting, um, waiting on our people, you know, our people to do their thing. And also because we got to get new pictures, new yes. photos. That's Doing happening that tomorrow. Yep. So that'll so be going excited. on this week. So hopefully, really soon, we're going to be able to roll out some things. And when we roll out this sort of this new look with the new logo and things like that, we're going to also really um, start publicizing more. I guess some of the other marriage resources that. We offer, um, particularly, be on the lookout for more information uh, about our marriage coaching, and we're going to have a special offer uh, that's going to go out with our rebrand, so we're really excited about that. And uh, if you've never really inquired about our marriage coaching and you want to do that and kind of get ahead of the game, because I do feel like um, with the marriage coaching that we're currently doing, plus when we offer, then when we offer this sort of this uh, intro, special, whatever, um, you know, with this new branding, uh, we might fill up pretty fast. So if you're interested in kind of getting a head start on that, reach out to us through social media or our contact form on our website, theredeemedmarriage.com, and uh, we'll get you some information and maybe you can kind of get ahead of the game. So this week, we are going to do a little bit of a follow-up on last week's episode, this was not uh, part of the plan, but we did um, we did last week. I don't remember. Oh, bedroom thoughts. Yeah. But we were specifically trying to talk about just the healing of a relationship, the physical intimacy, and just sort of some practical tips, I guess, that you could say for um, you know when you're when you're trying to reestablish physical intimacy, especially after betrayal. And we gave a resource uh, that we were uh, really trying to push last week and gave some insight into that. Um, but we sort of felt like we might have left some things unsaid based on what some listeners said. Uh, so we had some comments. Listeners were uh, really enjoyed the episode, appreciated it. But a lot of them said, well, we didn't really hear my side of it and how I was able to move beyond the hurt. And so you may be listening to this and this is not your story, um, but I do think that there's something to be said for just, you know, your mindset when there's pain in your marriage, whether it has to do with a betrayal or, you know, infidelity, pornography, um, just some sort of um, indiscretion, I guess you could say. Um, but then also, you know, how do you, you know, just in everyday pain and when, you know, how do you 
get in the right mindset to move beyond that and to kind of reestablish the physical intimacy. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, because if we only did, if we only had physical intimacy um, when things were perfect, then that wouldn't happen very often because things in life just don't go perfect and as planned all the time. And so even if there's, you know, if you're frustrated with your spouse or if their coughing is getting on your nerves. Come on. <laughs> I mean, just. Y'all. And I don't even know if y'all heard that because our new soundboard may have hidden that well. But he cannot quit coughing. We just got back from vacation and I was like, there were times that I was like, oh, my word. Well, what's going to happen? One day you're going to come on here and you're going to be all by yourself. And you're going to be, he died. That's so <laughs> morbid. That's so rude. That's not going to happen. Well, Because I'm going to tell you, if you die, I ain't doing this by myself. <laughs> wouldn't be a very good podcast, would it, if it was just one of us? That's right. That's right. All right. Well, uh, you keep talking. I'm going to get a sip of okay. water real quick. <laughs> But yeah, so we really were um, fascinated by some of the comments and questions that we got. Um, and when we went back and listened to it, it was a lot of kind of what I, how I was able to move on and what the expect, expectation was um, in physical intimacy for me. And in, in reality, I think a lot of people who listen to this have more of your side of the story and how do you move past the pain of when your spouse um, has been unfaithful. Yep. Um, so I think what we'll what we'll do is just sort of um, kind of talk through how I was able to sort of move beyond the hurt. And um, you know, I mean, we talk a lot about this just in general in our um, on our podcast, just about moving beyond the pain and beyond the hurt. But just kind of specifically to tie it back into last week, I think we just need to sort of, um, you know, wrap it up and and uh, with my, more of my perspective. And uh, one of the things that that I just wanted to say from the very beginning is everybody has a different story. Like, like I I know that people that listen to this, I, I would say ninety five percent of them. They can, they can really appreciate what we're sharing and understand that it's our story. True. But so many people get their, not so many people, 5% there, that's what yeah. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. get their feelings hurt because they can't agree with our story. Right. And we get it. That's fine. But it's still our story. And so... That's the best that we can offer to you is to say, this is how it worked for us. And if you want hope to look at where we are now, then you can go, okay, well, maybe we should think through what they're saying because coming out on the other side of it, look where they are now. So that's all we're trying to do. Now, along the way, we also have gained enough experience and maturity from dealing with other couples and other situations where we are able to offer some insight. But the majority of this is because it's our story. And so we want to acknowledge that there's a lot of different situations out there. And even the fact that I'm not a female mm -hmm. is probably a very big deal when it comes to moving past the, the pain and the hurt. 
Now, not saying that it's that it's less painful mm, for for a male. Mm. It's it's just different. In fact, we had someone uh, send in a question, and I think it was actually on on the um, on our survey. It was a male, and they said that they wanted us to address the topic of why it hurts so much more for a male when the female has had an affair. Well, the way I see it, if you've been betrayed, you're going to say it that hurts it hurts worse. worse. Right. I mean, that's just natural. So so I can't say to you, "Oh, it's worse," you know, if you're if you're a husband, if you're mm-hmm. the male and get betrayed by by your spouse mm-hmm. or vice versa. I don't know. Um same with <coughs> excuse me. Same with the with the physical part of it. Like I feel like that for most males, because it is such a a big need for us that we can we I feel like probably we can move a little faster in that area. I can't even imagine what what a female would feel like. But there but that but it's so different because like for a female if they've been betrayed and their husband has had an affair, I can just imagine them always going, you know, I wasn't good and I'm not pretty mm-hmm. enough. You know, my body's not like this person's body. I didn't please them in the so all of that kind of stuff. But for male, then there's this whole pride and just, you know, rejection mm-hmm. and disrespect and then I mean, there is an element of I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there's a I, I get that. So I want to acknowledge the fact that I am a male, <laughs> and that's all that I can speak, you know, can speak for. But I do know that even even though I am a male, and you know, the physical part of the relationship, it is. You know, in our case, usually one spouse or the other has a higher sex drive. I mean, it's definitely me in our relationship. And so, but even even with that, regaining the trust and the um, ability to have the physical intimacy, just moving beyond the pain of that was extremely difficult for me. So people need to hear that like mm-hmm. you need to hear that you know in pain when you've when you've been through hurt and pain that it's very very normal to have this you know this resistance to physical intimacy mm-hmm. even though it's a need and a want and a desire that's part that God made you as part of your body there's just so much mental that goes into trying to get back um, to a point where you can be intimate that way. And so, first of all, I would just say to you, recognize that it's a process mm-hmm. and recognize that um, that it's okay that it takes some time and it take <laughs> excuse me, and it takes some steps in order to get back to that point. Yeah. And you know, I, when I think about your side of the story, of how, you know, just thinking back to our trying to become intimate, it didn't happen 
one time. Like there were several times that we would start the process. And I mean, you know, it started with hand holding and then, you know, and that's a physical act just holding hands and then you know and there were times that we would try to be intimate and it was like this just isn't gonna happen you know it it hurt too bad and I would say like what is it that's hurting you right now and just talking through that um what are some of the if you don't mind me asking what are some of the things that you think kept you from being intimate well right away that's the thing that that I hope that the the person if you are the betrayed i'm sorry if you are the betrayer and you're listening to this and you're frustrated maybe because your spouse is not coming around yet to this area mm-hmm. i want you to know that the mental images are crippling mm-hmm. and the, the the because so much of it not so much of it, 100% of it is our imagination Mm -hmm. because we have no idea really what happened. And the unknown is so um, consuming and just painful, you know, to not know but trying to put the pieces together. And especially early on after you, you find out about a betrayal, and you're just constantly thinking about, you know, when, where, why, you know, all of that. And you're trying to make sense of it. And then the very thing that broke the trust and, and became the betrayal as far as, you know, crossing the line physically, when you try to do that again with your spouse, all of those images and mm-hmm. the imagination, everything just comes flooding back, and you can't help but but think, you know, what was going on? Like, this was supposed to be, you know, for us and sure. reserved just for us. And, you know, to get your mind and your heart back into a place where you can truly forgive and wipe that clay you know have a clean slate there it is a very difficult process to get to right right you know I think also that for us and again you've said this like because because as the female I was the one um that was unfaithful um it you know, we might have lots of listeners where the male was unfaithful. And so it, it may seem different, you know, for the wife to try to process through this. But for me, and we've had this discussion so many times, is the affair was never about the sexual act. And that's not the case for some peop- some of our listeners. Like, especially, you know, for the male, it may be that it was all about the sexual act. Whereas for me, it was more about... Um, feeling um, needed and wanted. And so for me, I didn't have much um, to deal with sexually because it never was about that for me. But you, on the other hand, had a lot to deal with um, sexually when we tried to be intimate again. Yeah, I mean, that was, for me, that was the number one thing. That's right. Um, And having to, you know, get get beyond that. And I think that where where people get hung up so so many times, the betrayed, is trying to make sense of it. 
And there's, let me just say, you will for you will go to your grave probably trying to make sense of it. Now, if you're if if you're in a relationship where both of you have committed, you know, an affair, both have had an affair. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's plenty of relationships that that's sure. happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can make a little more sense of it, physical or emotional, right? Mm-hmm. But I still think that you're you're never gonna make even to the point where. If I came to you tomorrow and said that I've had an affair, I don't, I mean, even though you have had an affair, mm-hmm. I don't think you could fully understand why you would be going, how did you do, how, why in the world? Right. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there, and, and even though I can now, I mean, cause even when I try to tell my story, I'm like, how did I get there? Mm-hmm. You know? And so it doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. It doesn't make sense because it was sin mm-hmm. and we were living, I was living in a world that was not real. It was just, you know, a lot of sin and I mean, just thinking, trying to explain it. Like I wasn't thinking rationally. That's the word I was looking for. So if you can't explain it, then it's hard to turn around and try to understand it as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if you came to me and said the same thing, I'm like, how did you get there? Yeah. You know, because it doesn't make sense. And I, But I think that's where a lot of betrayed people, they get hung up because they're just, they're just thinking, okay, when I can make sense of this right. and understand and it, then we'll be able to mm-hmm. move and take that next step forward. That's right. And so you really do have to just sort of get to this point where you – you just say, I, I can't understand this, and I'm never going to fully understand it, which means that at some point you stop dwelling and harping mm-hmm. on the questions and asking the questions of your spouse. Now, there's a time for that, and sure. we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to even the physical relationship, there's so many questions and that's the that's the whole point of what I'm saying. You're never going to get all the answers. So when you start to be intimate with your spouse and you start having these questions about, well, what did you do with this person? And, you know, how did, you know, why did you do it? But how did it, how did it feel? And where were you? And, you know, you're thinking all of these things and that's what's stopping you from being intimate with your spouse. You can't, take that next step. And so I'll just I'll just share a couple of things that that really held held me back and 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 even now, you know, people um you know, people say, well, it's been 12 years. There's still things that are painful that I have to continue to work through um even 12 years later. And like like for instance, when you know la- you said it again this time you you know you even said last week you you were referring to kind of how you feel how we all change mm-hmm. and our physical intimacy and what the things that we desire and yeah that's that's absolutely true but there's also this part of me that goes okay well you are different from when you know before the affair and so I sometimes start thinking, was well, it because of the affair? Mm-hmm. So if it's if it's a change that 
maybe I don't, you know, that I wish it was like it was before, then I question and I go, well, that's not my fault. You know, why are you different? You're different because of something that you did. So I'm just saying, these are the fleshly, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the enemy that talks to you and tells you, you know, why it's never going to work. And so that's one of the things that I, that I, <coughs> excuse me, that's one of the things that I continue to have to deal with from time to time because, because I think to myself, you know, like you mentioned, you said, you know, that you don't necessarily, the excitement part of it, you know, you're more of the, you want to feel loved and, and even when we're intimate. And then I'm like, well, yeah, but, you know, you used to like more of the excitement. And so then I go, was because of what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, because if it is, and that's something that I really like, then that's not fair to me, you know. And so I have to learn how to not blame everything on, mm-hmm. you know, not see everything through the lens of an affair. Sure. I have to see, you know, what is it that God is doing in our relationship right now? And how is he changing us and changing our hearts? And, you know, so so I think, you know, one of the big things is just grace. It is just recognizing that, you know, this is a massive sin that happened in our relationship and it's something that you have completely um you know completely repented of completely changed your life and your heart and so you are a new person and you know some of the new person may come along with some changes and some differences and so like I celebrate that like like I want to be a part of those changes and and so instead of getting stuck in a place where I'm like thinking about what happened or trying to figure out why it happened instead I'm rejoicing and and thankful that you're not who you were and so our marriage is not what it was. Right, right. You know, one of the things that I just keep thinking about while you're talking is this is 100% a battle of the mind. Like when you start thinking, when you're trying to be intimate with your spouse, whether you were the betrayed or the betrayer, you have a choice in what you're thinking about. And, you know, the enemy's probably trying to put things in your mind and you're trying to have the right Um, mindset going in and you battle. And I just cannot help but think of the scripture that literally changed my life when it came to the process of thinking and, um, and, and going to battle with things that were going on in my mind. And so I want to read 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. And if you've never heard this or if you've heard me say it 15 times, you need to write this down, whether you're the betrayed, the betrayer, or if you're neither and you're just going daily life into um, into relationship with your spouse. Um, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we we fight with are not the weapons of the world, but on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish stronghold. We demolish demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And 
what you're describing um, and what I talked about last week is a stronghold. It is 100% the enemy wanting to get a foot in in the door into our marriage and into this very intimate part that God designed for a husband and wife. And we can continue to try to move past it or forget it, and that's not going to happen. And so we have to make sure that when those thoughts come in our mind and we're battling and we're feeling down, or if the enemy is like, yeah, but you're not good enough, those thoughts, we have to take those thoughts captive and not just take them captive and say, okay, I'm not going to think about that. But it says to take it captive and make it obedient to Christ. So reminding yourself who you are in Christ, reminding yourself that who he created you to be and what the design of marriage is and trying to remember that God created sex and intimacy. And he wants that. He wants just as much as you do for that to be a fresh and new place and a place that you can begin again Mm -hmm. in. So a couple of things real quick that I want to make sure that I point out before we run out of time. So um, I do think that I remember your mentor talking to me at one point and saying that the person that's betrayed, they get this in their in their brain, this picture and this image, and it's more like a movie, you know, and you see affairs and you see, you know, the betrayal and stuff on movies, and it just all seems so, you know, exciting and passionate and all this. And she said, you know, don't put that in your mind because most of the time it's not like that. And so what we have to, I think, as the betrayed, what we think sometimes is, you know, when we were newlyweds and we first got married, you know, it was you can't keep your hands off each other, and it was just always, you know, so much fun and excitement. And what we think happened after we've been betrayed, we think, well, yeah, you missed that, so you went and found somebody else to do that with. And then when it comes back, well, you're back to, I mean, for us, it was 15 years. So it was, well, we're just back to 15 years of marriage. And everybody's physical life and physical intimacy changes, and it and it swings different ways throughout the years. And so, again, it's the whole, you can't look and blame and, and point your finger at that. And instead, you have to realize we're just on this marriage journey. And as we change, we talk about the change, we embrace the change, we celebrate the change, you know, and, but it's also one of those things where if there's something that's like, if, like if you're the betrayed and you feel like there's something missing and you're even trying to blame it on, you know, well, we don't do, you know, we don't do this anymore. We don't have this spark or this connection anymore because of this, well, then talk to your spouse about it and find out, you know, what, why, you know, why is the, why has this changed? And, and it's, it's just communication, but it's also, again, it's just grace. It's like, it's like, just don't keep hanging this over their head forever, because if you don't move past it, then you're never going to experience the physical relationship that God intended you to have. The the only thing that I can think the best way to kind of um, a word picture is just an athlete. Like when an athlete is 
is playing the sport that they love and they get injured playing the sport that they love, well, then they go through this rehabilitation process where they have to strengthen it and get to a point where they can actually get back on the field again. And they have a choice. They can either just say, well, I'm hanging it up, hanging it up. I'm not ever going to do that again because if I do, I'm just going to get hurt again. Or mentally they can get to a point where they're like, I'm not going to play again because playing is what got me hurt. And I don't want to get hurt again, so I'm just not going to ever play again. But that's not what real athletes do. They rehabilitate, they they work hard, and they get back out there. And the first few times, I can guarantee you, because mm-hmm. I've been in this position, they have in the back of their mind, there's this fear. They, they don't want to get hurt again doing that. But if they don't ever do it, they never experience the joy of doing the thing that they love. And I just feel like that so much of that is, I know it's a, I know it's a completely different thing. I get it. But if you think about your betrayal and being in, you know, your physical intimacy like that, where it's just at some point you've got to stop rehabbing and actually get out there and take the step because that's the only way that you'll get back to experience the joy that that was created for you to have. And if you don't, you know, if you don't ever get back in the game, you're never going to experience that. So I just think that I know it's a very, very complex thing, but so much of it is just giving your spouse grace and getting to a point where you're like, I am, you know, I'm not going to hold this over their head for every, you know, for the rest of our lives. And I know that there's people out there that think, I've just got to get out of jail free card for every situation of our life from now on. That's not the way to live. The way to live is, like I said, to embrace what God's doing in your life, in your spouse's life, in your marriage. You know, start taking those thoughts captive, remove them when they start coming in, replace them with this thought of, you know, God, it hurts to think about it. But instead, I'm going to say, thank you, God, that, that we're not there anymore, that we're here. And then you take those steps forward and you keep moving forward until you create this new foundation that's so much better than what it was before. A good word. All right. Preach. Can we end it right there? Absolutely. Again, my apologies for having to cough from time to time. I am trying the best that I can. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.